0: I see it in myself. You use your childhood and you hold on to your lived experiences and the way you grew up as a way to mask your ugly behaviors. That's what it boils down to. Like this is an ugly behavior, but this is the way I was grew. I was raised. This is the. This is what I was shown, or I wasn't shown that. That doesn't make it okay anymore. The Parker Conversation is a show. It is a podcast. It is a space that focuses on vulnerability. In life, we go through real things. We go through real shit, and I feel that a lot of times people don't talk about it. People are either scared, they're worried about what people are going to say. And so I can't be the host of this show and not talk about vulnerable things for myself. Today's topic is going to be stop using your childhood as a crutch. So the first thing and the most major thing that has come up in the last seven months for me is my ability to cope. And I largely use my childhood as an excuse as to why I cope with things the way that I do. Like it just is what it is. I've always been like that. And this is just like a side note. At some point, at some point in your life, you're going to have to stop letting the things that you either saw, you were shown, you were not shown as a child affect how you are. And as I get older, I, I continuously see people, and I see it in myself, you use your childhood and you hold on to your lived experiences and the way you grew up as a way to mask your ugly behaviors, that's what it boils down to like this is an ugly behavior but this is the way i was grow- or i was raised this is the this is what i was shown or i wasn't shown that that doesn't make it okay anymore so disclaimer i'm not saying that you need to dismiss or forget about what happened or what what has you know what you've seen you need to acknowledge it and you need to acknowledge it so that you can take it and grow from it and so what does that look like for jafina coping As a child, there were a lot of things that I wasn't in control of changing. Of course, I'm a kid, right? And so I've attributed the way I deal with things um, to it being like, well, as a kid, I kind of learned to just move on with shit. I just like, okay, it is what it is. I can't change it. I move on. So I like that moving on section. Like I can just bounce back. Anything pisses me off. Anything troubles me. I'm just like, oop, light switch on, off, on, off like a light switch it's because I've built up the tolerance to do that. And so that tolerance of me always just shutting off, keeping it moving, is what I grew up knowing. And that's, if you, if I don't think about it, I will still do the same thing over and over because that's what I'm used to. My coping mechanisms just basically block myself from growing. I'm not growing in those ways because every time shit gets hard, Jafina just skirts. Take a second with me if you're listening to this, if you're watching this. Feel what you feel. Acknowledge what you know. But you need to use that moment to grow. Bars you need to take a moment to realize how I can change this so that I can break generational curses. People don't just talk about breaking generational curses lightly. The same way I always say this to my friends, when people talk about meditating, when they talk about practicing your breathing and mastering this and that, they're just not talking about this for no reason. They're talking about this because there's a science behind it. Breaking generational curses is going to require you to dig deep. It is going to require you to pull some shit out of yourself that you've never wanted to address it's gonna have to uh, require you to address the ugly parts of your behavior that maybe people have been telling you for a long time but then you don't want to hear it because guess what you've been hiding behind that ugly mask of oh that's how I was raised I throw a lot of shit in my parents face Ooh, and guess what? I always, and I, you know, when I was working at the school with the youth, I used to tell them all the time, like, just wait till you get a little bit older. And now that I'm almost 28, I can only imagine when I'm 33, when I'm 37, as I go along, God willing, as I go along this journey of life, how life is going to be the best teacher for me. Because here I am. I held a lot of things towards my parents, for example, like not being able to to provide this, or, you know, not being able to show me how love looked like, or boundaries looked like, or, or rules looked like, or whatever the case is, and here I am as a, as a big, big parent, and there's some things that I don't have all together, right? I'm not a perfect person. Neither were my parents. Neither was what I was shown. It wasn't perfect, but... If I continue to not address that, then all of a sudden my son is very well going to be that same kid that I am and think it's okay to throw that shit in my face. And so I've had to calm my ass down. I've had to stop throwing shit in my parents' face because now I'm a big person. All of a sudden, I mean, my relationships didn't work. My relationships didn't go the way I wanted it to. The things that I wanted to do, it didn't end up that way, right? And so this is where I feel like people really need to start digging deep. Finances. A lot of people did not grow up with financial literacy because their parents were not shown it a lot of parents especially you know growing up in Toronto parents have migrated from other places they were just trying to make ends meet so a lot of people have not been shown you know the the importance of using a credit card a lot of people have not been shown the importance of handling money and saving money and and, and focusing on the right things i have a a pretty a strange relationship in a way with money because I didn't see my parents grow up with a lot of money and so now in my life I'm scared to gamble with money not gamble I'm scared to invest money because all the money I have I'm trying to hoard it I'm trying to hold on to it I'm not trying to see it leave my bank account but then I'm also like I wasn't financially taught that if your my, my money sits down in the bank it's not really going to grow you got to take the risk but I wasn't shown the risk so it's not familiar behaviors to me to take these risks with my money and I'm unlearning. I'm unlearning that I have to break that. I want to set a different example for my son. The vulnerability in this all is unlearning. Uncomfortable places are gonna take you to new spaces that you would never even imagine. And when you're in those uncomfortable places, which I've been, and that's when my coping mechanism shut down, when I'm in a comfortable place, I'm just like, oh, okay, next moving on. Or I don't know what's the next step, so I'm just going to just change, right? These uncomfortable places literally are placed in your life because it's forcing you to grow. Enabling. This is a big one. A lot of people use the way their parents raise them or whomever raised them as a reason to not handle their responsibilities. And that's what it basically boils down. And I'm going to give you a contextual example so you can kind of understand what I'm talking about parenting okay there's a lot of people who have grown up in single parents single parent homes they have seen their one parent for example their mom do everything by themselves they raised their kids by themselves they did everything they went through the hardship but they got it done and so when it's their turn to be parents all of a sudden it's just like you're the mom you figure it out. My mom did this all by herself. She was able to do it. That doesn't mean it's okay. Like that does not mean it's okay by any means necessary. I did have this discussion with a friend of mine and they said maybe it's not even an excuse. It's not a, a crutch. They literally have just not been shown anything different. For them, you seeing your mom raise you your whole life and take care of everything your whole life, the bare minimum that you have to do is like you're you're the man. You're 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 doing the most. You're a bonus because that's more than what you've seen, right? And so I want to also acknowledge that when I say crutch or as an excuse, I'm not even always saying that like people are using an excuse. I'm just calling for people to really like look deep and see how these things have actually shown up in their life because you need to unlearn them. I say this a lot, and I don't say this with a lot of pride. I say this and I'm confused. There's an analogy of a drunken father, he has two sons, one is an alcoholic, and one doesn't drink at all. And when they asked the two sons, why do you drink or why do you not drink, they both answered the same thing. They said, because I've seen my dad do it. Anything that I resented my parents from, like things that I resented about my dad, I did it. Things that I resented from my mom, I did it. Like, I used to resent the fact that my dad used to, like, just be such a jealous, like, nine kids, six different women, womanizer, womanized, like, obviously my dad has cheated and done stuff like that. I've been a cheater. I've done it. And I hated what it did to my mom. Like, I hate, like, and I'm sure my other siblings, they hated what they said they, you know, it did to their parents. And somehow, some way, Jafina still did it. That sucks to say, bro. That sucks to admit. That actually sucks to admit that the things that actually hurt me as a kid, like they were just showing up and I have to really dig deep. There's levels to this. There's one thing to acknowledge how you were, how you were raised and be like, yeah, I know that. And people are always congratulate me. And they're like, well, at least you know that at least you're aware. But how long can I stay in that place that I'm aware without changing it? I've heard this one be spoken about a lot and it comes down to temper, Because you saw your, you know, your household be very angry, um, you've learned that when people are, you know, mad, they, they lash out, they break things, they hit people. That's not, that's not a reason why you got to continue that. That is really like hurting my head hurting my spirit. Actually, The, the more and more that I talk about these examples, it says every single time, it's like, you've seen it happen and you didn't like it, but you did it because that's what was familiar and we got to root that out. Sometimes people are really defensive, including myself. And people that are close to me tell me about myself. Sometimes you're just like, well, you you don't know how I grew up. Or new people try to be like, well, you shouldn't have done that. You're like, well, you don't know. Like, sometimes you got to take that ego hit, man. The death of the ego, it will tell you a lot about yourself. And the last seven months that I was gone, I've had a lot of ego deaths. I have had a lot of shit said to me that was just like, damn. I think I'm an okay person, and to the outside looking in, this is very vulnerable. The outside looking in, y'all might be looking at me like, yeah, she got herself together, whatever. There was a lot of shit that I had to root out of myself. There was a lot of ugly personalities, and you know what? Maybe yeah, it is because that's all I've seen. That that is a lot of it is attributed to you know the way I was raised and the things that I were not shown. Uh, but at some point, I gotta change a narrative. And so this episode, I'm starting. I'm holding myself accountable. I am changing my narrative, and I hope y'all can see the type of time that I'm on because it's personal. Fears, fears is a huge one. I don't want to look back at my life and be like, yeah, I wish I'd taken a shot on that, or I wish I just done it because I like to do it. And so I think, you know, from a child, like, you know, as a child, you see certain things and like, you see the fears and you see the fears of your, your loved ones, your parents, your guardians, their fears get transferred onto you subconsciously, whether sometimes you don't even realize it. Sometimes what they're scared of, that's, that's the, that's the direction that they're giving you. That's the advice that they're giving you. It's their fears being passed on to you. And so I want really people to think about, you know, the things that they're fearful of, where does that fear come from? And if it comes from a place from your childhood, um, like, in it to win it. I'm here with you. We got to figure it out. We got to grow together. So please don't let that fear hold you back. Accountability. This is, ooh, ooh. this one is speaking to myself. This one is really personal. I didn't grow up with a lot of rules. Like, I was, pun rude, from young you know, my parents were busy. A lot of people's parents, are, you know, their guardians, they're busy, they're working, they have their own lives. And, you know, so when I any anytime I had any type of rules, I'm like rules like I wasn't shown no rules. I didn't grow up with no rules. Like I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening to nobody like I'm actually going to do exactly what I want to do how I want to do it. And that was period. It was comfortable. That was an emotion that I knew I was never like put in a box. And so that started to spill out and it started to spill out very aggressively me and my mom had this discussion about you know me not having rules she was like what are you talking about I was there I I you know I, I dropped you guys places which is you know what's somewhat true but a lot of the times like I we were just kind of like on our own to you know make a way and that's me throwing that in my mom's face because I'm like well yeah that's the reason why I I had a hard time listening to people whatever the case is and here I am as a mom myself lately gone 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 to LA for ten days, my parents are watching Z or gone out at nighttime and whatever, you know, out with my friends, my parents are watching and that's the same concept. Here I am shoving that shit in my mom's face and Z could very well turn around and be like, Mom, you were out mad times. Like you didn't even know that I was going through that or you weren't even present. And that was like a real full circle moment. Like when that shit actually hits me and I actually think about it and I'm just like, dang, Jafina, you suck. Like you suck, I suck. It's a public apology to my parents. I'm working on it, I've been doing a lot better, but I'm actually really sorry for throwing a lot of shit in your face about the things because you're not perfect people neither am I. No one's a perfect person. And so when you were trying to navigate through life, you know, you didn't get all the answers, right? And that's okay. As As I'm older, and it's so cliche, they say, just wait, just wait till you're a parent or just wait till you're older. Um, I get it now. I actually get it because I'm not a perfect person and I'm making mistakes along the way. Um, but I want my son to know that, you know, at the, in this time of my life, mommy's diligently trying. Oh man, that makes me so emotional. But I'm really diligently trying to be a better person, and break the things that I grew up not knowing, not seeing, so that you can be in a better position and uh, have more confidence in like who you really are and be mindful. I wasn't a very mindful person. I was never really thinking about why I did the things the way I did. I just kept going, kept going. And it was a message, I, I know it, that was like that was a message from God himself, because he's like, all right, Jafina, if you're not going to learn the lesson, I'm going to keep showing it to you in the same, same way, same way, in a different environment, with a different face, it's going to keep showing up, showing up, showing up in your life, and until you're ready to really, like, dig deep, and that dig deep, guys, when I talk about that vulnerability, that is not an easy space, those are uncomfortable moments where sometimes I'm in mental turmoil, I'm like, bruh, I do not know how I'm going to manage, I do not know how I'm going to get through this emotion, like... But then I think back anytime I was ever in a really, really dark place and I was really going through some things like and I, I didn't know how I was and like feel better. Guy, I felt better. Like I feel better. Like I feel better every single time. So um, stick strong to to faith and stick strong to, you know, knowing that if you're doing the due diligence and you're actually digging deep and working on the things that like and unlearning, and you're unlearning the things that make you who you are, if they're negatively showing up in your life, that you will get somewhere better. And lastly, a lot of people have this defense mechanism that you just have to deal with it. Just deal with it how I am. This is how I am. People are not entitled, nor should they actually just have to deal with who you are because that's how you are if it's becoming a problem and if it's continuously becoming problematic in you know the spaces that you're in with the people that you're in it it should set off a light in your head where it's just like hmm maybe I am a problem or maybe I'm showing problematic characteristics that I can change that I can work on so that it's easier for people You know, to go about and having that the ego, that's where the ego comes in, because you're just like, well, why I got to make it easier for for them? They got to make it easier for me. This is how I am. Sometimes when I say sometimes, I mean, a lot of the time people will learn the lesson the hard way. I'm one of those people. I don't want to be one of those people anymore. I want to stop learning things the hard way. The reason why I have the park car conversation um, and we have these vulnerable talks is so that we can keep the conversation going. Maybe this is going to spark something in you that you're going to be like, hey, talk to someone else about it and be like, you know what? I've noticed that either X, I have been doing this or you have been doing this and let's talk about it. Dig a little bit deeper so we can move forward together. Um, Also, it gives me an outlet to get it out. Gets me an outlet to tell people that I've done wrong. I'm sorry. Um, there's there's no excuses for it. There's no excuses. My childhood is not an excuse anymore for showing up with shitty behavior. That's not it. It's not it. That's not it. That just doesn't give. That's just not it. That's not the tone that we're going for in life when we talk about being genuine and growing. Um, I just want to be genuine, like with my mistakes too. And that's you know it requires a lot of vulnerability. Like I'm, I I've made a lot of mistakes in the past, and I I want to correct them. And if I can talk to you guys about this and in your life you can see it and maybe like cut it so that you don't have to learn the lo- the hard way you know that life is the best teacher but if you can listen to someone else telling you like listen it's not it and if it can click better i'm, I'm saving you the i'm saving you the headache from having to go through it right so yeah this is personal guys i gotta stop and I will stop using my childhood as an excuse. I'm thankful for everyone who raised me for all the effort they they, they tried to put in, you know, to, to do their best. The best doesn't mean perfect. And, you know, you got to stop holding people up for the things that they've done in the past. Um, I just I'm going to continue to pray. I said a prayer before this episode that it reaches whoever it's supposed to reach. I'm going to continue to pray that God keeps working with me so that I can, you know, stop unlearn my past stop using it as a reason to show up with my shitty qualities and my shitty excuses as why I'm not showing up to the best of my ability and keep it moving so until next time y'all thanks for tuning in